Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Are you excited? Praise the Lord. Well, God wants you to be here today. Don't worry about the ones that are not here. We just pray for them that they can be here. And they can hear from you what actually you learn. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Close our eyes, all of us, Lord. Open our hearts right now, Lord. And my heart, too, Lord. In my mind, Lord. Through your Holy Spirit, help me to communicate and share what you want me to share, and not what I have planned or what's my ideas or anybody's ideas. But right now, you want to really learn from you. Sit in your feet, Amen. open our hearts and mind, just to receive, just to receive. And to hear your word. Amen. The word of, of life, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Let us praise the Lord, even inside of us, or a little bit louder. If you can, if you speak in tongues, speak in tongues, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Oh, The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. I just desire to get wisdom through His Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, take over. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Are we ready? Amen. Are we ready? Yes. Are we ready? Yes. Are we ready? Yes. That's good. That's good. It's getting better. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to study a little bit around the, for the chapter 3 of Ephesians. It's an amazing book. Amen. That's six chapters, you know. Three of them is all about what God's done for you. The rest one is how to live the, life, the, the Christ life. Amen. That's very, very important. One thing I learned, I had the other day that impresses me. Okay, it's from outside. For some phone here. <coughs> Okay, I heard somebody was saying he met some people that they were very close to Jesus. They are really shiny and bright stars. You could see Jesus in them. And when Jesus was a pastor in the small church, and he went to ask him, what do I need to do? And he said to them, they said to him actually, Love Jesus. 
Get to know Jesus. Get to know Jesus. How many of you know Jesus? Get to know him more. Amen. Amen. Get closer to Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Nice to see you guys. We love you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes. In chapter 3, Paul informs the Ephesian Christians, Amen. God has revealed to me a great mystery, namely that both Jews and Gentiles are united as one of the body of Christ. And he has called me to proclaim this message. For this reason, I pray that you might be strengthened with the power through his spirit in the inner man, not the outside man, the inner man, that's the spirit, so that you might mature spiritually and be able to comprehend the magnitude of God's love and be filled with the fullness of God. Be filled with what? The fullness, fullness. of God. Not the knowledge of the world. Not for the TV program. Yeah. There are some good TV programs that are all Christians from very important and, and very strong and loving Jesus preachers and teachers. Usually are prefer to say teachers. Preachers, sometimes you can preach yourself out of the world. But if you are a teacher, you have to stick to the world. You have to share the word of God. That is a life changing in the world. So, Paul wrote the book of Ephesians. And I would like to, I know last time uh, JB expanded a little bit on the life of Paul, but it's important to understand actually the time he was living in, when this happened. Sometimes we think when Paul met Jesus in the way to Damascus was 100 years or 50 years or 80 years after his resurrection. And he wasn't much. So I will read a little bit the ages and times of uh, Paul's life so you can understand what can be done in a very, very short time. So we know Paul was the enemy of God, enemy of Jesus, actually, to the Christians. And his early life was in Tarsus and Jerusalem. His uh, birth. It was about 31 years A.D. when he was grown up. His conversion was 32 to 34 year A.D. After, after Anno Domino means like after the, uh, the resurrection of Christ. Uh, with the, okay, sorry, for the birth of Christ, not after his resurrection. So we start in counting Anno Domino, or A.D., we say, is just for the day of his resurrection. So when we say he was, conversion was the early ministry was from 32 to 34 AD, that means he was around the, the after the, the Jesus resurrection. So he met Jesus around that time in the way of uh, Damascus. And he got converted. He got blind, he fell down from the horse, and 
God gave them, Jesus gave them an assignment for the Gentiles. In 35 AD, he tried to associate with apostles. 36 to 42 AD, ministry at Tarsus. 42-44 AD, ministry at Antioch. 44 AD, help with collection for the Jerusalem brethren that were suffering hunger and poverty. It was very big poverty for the Christians there and Jerusalem. Uh, 45 to 57 AD was missionary journeys. 58 to 60 AD was prison at Caesarean. He was put in prison there. Uh, 60 to 61 AD trip to Rome. And uh, 61 to 63 AD Roman house arrest. 63 AD release from prison. 64 to 66 AD, and very short times this, you know, it is uh, revisited the churches. And 67 AD, he was executed. So, this is called the prison letters. He wrote several letters called the prison letters. When he wrote them, when he was in prison. And the, the Ephesians, written from Rome, but Tychicus is a brother that helps him to write. He was like a secretary when he was in prison. Paul lived by faith. Paul will write in one of the letters, we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. Second Corinthians 5, 7. We walk what? By faith. What that means? Anybody? We walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, yeah, please say. You walk in the will of God by faith. Yeah? You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes. You know when you're going to find the next meal. Yes. And you walk by, by faith. faith. Mm. Amen. And in Romans 117 says, the righteous shall live by faith. And Romans 1.16, sorry, to one, and 1.17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. So that means at the Gentiles. That means and the South Africans. Yes. That means all around the world. Amen. So when you say Greeks, means the whole thing. Gentiles, they were called those days. That means everybody else than Jew. And the Jews too. They were invited. It's a special dispensation. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So what's happened the grace of God? What happened? For there is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Paul worked hard, served well, and preached passionately, but he lived by faith. How he preached? What means passionately? Anybody wants to explain to me in English or Afrikaans or any other language you speak? What means 
to preach passionately. Preach passionately. Yeah. Okay. What that means? Anybody? How do you understand this? Out of the heart. Say it loud. Out of the heart. Out of the heart, not from your mind. The words that are preached or are shared now, if they come from here, they'll fall to the ground. But if they come from here, they go from heart to your heart. From spirit to spirit. Because the mind you'll forget it. Yes. But in your heart, you will have the lesson. You'll have the desire to follow and to do exactly what he says to you to do. In John 15, 7, it says, If he abides in me and my words, he shall ask what he will and it shall be done to you. Amen. And 15.8 says, John, here is my Father glorified, that ye bear, that ye bear much, much fruit. What is the fruit? Says. It's part of, this is the fruits of the spirit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But bearing fruit is a tree when you plant it. Plant tomatoes outside, right? You know, after a while, it becomes a stem, comes across, and then come tomatoes. So, you are a tree, right? You are a branch, and you bring fruit. What kind of fruit will it bring? Souls. What is it going to be? The one disciples, souls and disciples. First, you win the soul, then we take care of the soul, and you become a disciple. Amen. Nowadays, there's a lot of big theories all about how to be a disciple, how to get fruit or souls. Most people today try to get souls and leave them in the field. Try to get tomatoes, and instead of gather them together and to put them somewhere to preserve them and have them to grow or something, you leave them to rot. And then they die on the field. But our job, our commission is to do what? Bear fruits that remain. And we need to replant them, those fruits, into the vine. I'm the vine and you are the branches. So if you don't bring much fruit, he will cut you. He will trim you. Not because he wants to kill you. Well, he wants to kill some part of you, but he wants to bring more fruit. Amen. Sorry? What did you say? What did you say now? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. No, you guys, nobody have no amen from you guys? Amen. Amen for what? Cynthia, for the fruit. Amen. That remains. Amen. That is very important. We need to be in the same page together. Okay? So, God's mystery is plan revealed. The mystery of Christ is specifically the inclusion of the Gentiles as, as fellow heirs. What's heir? 
you inherited the same thing as the Jews inherited. So the Gitar is the rest of the world, right? Jesus came and preached to the Jewish first, and then he touches the Gentiles, and then have Paul an assignment to win the rest of the world. Of course, also other disciples did the same, and they give their lives for it. It is called a mystery because in former generations, it was not made known to humankind. Yeah. was hidden for ages. God and kept secret for long ages, but is now disclosed to us. And for by grace, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that's not of yourself. It's a gift of Philip. Gift of God. Gift of who? Not me. I'm sitting here talking to you. It's his gift. Not my gift. The only one I give you, I give you the living word, his words, yes. not my words. Amen. I'm not smart enough to do that. So if you're smart enough, then it's not good enough. But if you're not smart, to be like me, a little dummy, and you give his words, you see fruit come on, come on. that remains. Philip, can you just read the, what is, why is it called a mystery again? Second. Why is it called a mystery again? Mystery is uh, because the former generation was only for the Jews. Salvation was from the Jews, right? But what happened? He also included the Gentiles. That was a mystery. The Jewish believed, until today, believe some of them, a lot of them, that we're going to hell. That we are not believing the right Christ. But there is something, something, something. I don't want to get into that now. That proves through the revelation or through the, the word of God that Jews will be converted in the second coming of Christ. Most of them. A lot get converted now, but there's a teaching that maybe is not for this time that the Jews will be converted when Jesus comes again. A lot of them. But anyway, it's, not, it's for another time. So again, I repeat again, Ephesians 2.8 is a very important chapter, verses to know, not by heart. For by grace are ye saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. And, uh, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death, because of sin, the Spirit gives life. The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And Romans 8, 11 says, who remembers? But if the Spirit of whom that raised Jesus from the dead, which Spirit is? Holy Spirit. The same spirit will quicken your mortal body. So if you are sick in your body, you know you have Christ. And your mortal body will be revived. You'll be healed. If you have an affliction, if you have a germ, if you have an attack of the enemy, the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead 
will heal your mortal body. Amen. It heals you now. You accept it and receive it, and you see the result in your body. I believe it from the heart, not from the mind. Not only when you read it, from your heart. So, uh, for you, for your cough, for your throat. So, when I think all of this, I, Paul, is, uh, yeah, it's starting the chapter 3. I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, Jesus, for your benefits of Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you, Gentiles, to us, Gentiles. That time he extended his grace, Jesus, report to us, that was a part of the mystery. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. Verse 4 says, As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. 5 says, God did not reveal it to previous generation, but now by his spirit. Say again, together. By, by his spirit. He has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. So I repeat again, God did not reveal it to previous generations. But now, by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And you are holy. And you are part. And he revealed it to us too. We are part of it. So it's a lot of part of the, these generations outside that have not received Christ. They're not part of it. But we are part of it. We receive it. And that's we need to get to know Jesus. Every day with Jesus is a better than the day before. Sweeter. Sweet. Second, sweeter. Better or sweeter? Wow, any other word? Nicer. It's amazing. Just think about Jesus. Amen. Get to know him. Before you do great accomplishments for him, because you cannot do accomplishments for him if you don't get to know Jesus. If you don't get established Jesus into your heart. If you don't get established in the Holy Spirit. Because the, without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. Amen. When he left and he went to heaven, he said, I said, you're another comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. Amen. That will teach you all things. Whatsoever I have taught you. Amen. And in the end, something, and you shall receive power. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So you are receiving power. But it's not the power that we understand. We want to start floating up in the air, doing really miracles, cast out demons. Yeah, we want to do these things. But above all, we need to have this relationship with the Holy Spirit 
and fears in God. To become one. So we let the Spirit work through us. That's important. You cannot do it. Forget about yourself. But you can do it through Jesus. Amen. And the love of Christ constrains me. Because I love Christ. I got so close to Him. So Him and I, you become identical. You can get prophecies. You can speak in tongues. You can do cast out demons. But if you don't have this relationship, that works in vain. We need to teach others, to teach others, to teach others, to be an ambassador. And this is God's plan. Both, it's number six, verse six. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news shall share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body, and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ. They belong to Christ. Are you belong to Christ? Amen. How do you know that? Second? I believe. That's a good point. How do you know if you believe right? How do you know you believe right? Okay, that's very good. Who remembers John 1 12? But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So they don't have to believe and receive the free gift we share in Ephesians 2 8 and 9, right? You have to receive that. And then you have to, conf in Romans 10, 9, and 10, have to confess with your mouth Amen. and receive with your heart. Hallelujah. You have to confess and believe. Confession and believing. Confession and believing. Confession and believing. Very, very important. You know, people need to, when you go outside, he believes in God. He believes in Christ. He's a disciple of Jesus. I know when I go out, I know they've known me for many, many years. They know who I am. When I walk in my complex around these Christians, that will be for everyone that people can identify you that as a Christian. Identify you as a follower of Jesus. I know I have a neighbor that he's kind of German origins and he's really not very good person. And he got screaming one day, one of the ladies working for him, shouting, he really cursed her. I mean, the whole complex was up in his feet. So I go out and we talk to him and said, calm down and stop doing that. And he said, you Christians, he knew I was a Christian. I never talked to him about Jesus, but he knew. But I reflect his image. I reflect his love. Amen. And you two do the same. I know everybody knows Etta in the community. Knows Emily. Knows everybody here because you reflect in Jesus. Amen. You love Jesus. Yes. They know Etta will go anywhere. Yes. Any camp if she can. Amen. Every day, every night to preach and sing and yes. dance. And he has the bank of that. She can do everything. 
I lived with her for many, many, many years. And we walked with her and Emily and everybody else because we were reflecting Jesus. By, uh, verse 7 says, By God's grace and mighty power, I have given the privilege of serving Him by spreading the good news. Hallelujah. Spreading what? The good news. What's the good news? The gospel. What's the gospel? What's the gospel? The word of life. Yes, the good news, word of life. The gospel is the word of life. And you're an ambassador of that gospel. You know. Sometimes you say gospel, people don't don't relate. So you have to explain it to them. You have to explain what happened to your life. Yes. Tell them about Jesus. The Lord of Lords. Titus 2.11 and 2.12 says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Say all. All men. What includes? Includes you and who else? Everyone in this world, all men, has appeared, but all received it? No. no. So that's why we're here, to help them to not do this big mistake. You know, I just received a video about U.S. and other governments up in the States, uh, sent to all the governments some videos and requests to follow certain instructions. That includes all kind of insanity and against the Bible and idolatry, Sodom and Gomorrah. Actually, it's an official thing that all governments received. But we're not going to do that. We're going to preach the gospel Amen. and tell them what is right Amen. and what is wrong. Amen. We're not going to bring our children and our babies to the God of Molokoh, whatever his name it is. We're not going to burn them, them in the fire for sacrifice. Our babies and our children will come to this world Amen. and we become disciples for Jesus. Hallelujah. And we'll teach them the best we can, as much as we can, as much as we want. And if they want to or they don't want to, we'll teach them. And then they have, when they grow up, they're going to have to make your own decision. Sometimes I want to share this. Let me finish the 12. Sorry. 2.12 Titus says, teaching us that deny ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the next world, in heaven. That's what it says? No. What it says? In this present world, now we are in this present world. Are you awake? Yes. Are you sure? You want to wake up and do some exercises? I know I do sometimes that. I know sometimes when we teach or preach, sometimes we're getting a little bit, people slowly slow down and a little bit fall asleep, but we don't want you to sleep. So, again, in this present world, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Okay. We have to understand. You may have problems in your family. 
We have problems around you with your yeah. kids. Yeah. Your kids are big and you get stressed. Yeah. And you get kind of burden. Yeah. Oh, my kids, this. Yeah. What God requires from you to walk uprightly. Amen. That's all the Amen. chapters here we have. Now we get the first is three chapters of Ephesians uh, is about what God has done to you, what's to offer you. The other one is how to live godly. Other three. So we need to not worry, to trust God and pray as everything depends on prayer and committing to the Lord's hand. Don't get yourself down. The enemy wants you because of some of this bad behavior to be out of it, yeah. to lose your victory. Yeah. Actually, I have to confess, and I need to ask for prayer for that. Last night I received a message in the phone, an email actually, and it really pumped me up on my spirit. It was not very nice. I felt upset. And that was not the spirit of God. Yeah. So we have to follow Jesus and not our own desires, our own flesh, our own feelings. Feelings are deceiving. Amen. So we are talking actually outside about feelings are deceiving. So You'll be deceived by your feelings. Yeah. But the word of God Amen. is forever. Hallelujah. So Ephesians 8 says, Though I am the last deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Say, endless treasures. Money? Gold? What is more precious than gold? Eternal life, yeah. I'm also that the word that I speak to you that more precious than silver and gold. So, I, Philip, share this word with you as more precious than gold, but it's not my words, it's his words. Because my words, they're not going to be very nice. Last night you had seen me, I was not very nice. <laughs> but God forgive me and I apologize and uh, God bless Rita she kind of kept things under control <laughs> we need each other yes so this, okay. number nine says I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. I kept secrets from the beginning. God's purpose, number 10 says, verse 10 says, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And this was his eternal plan, which is carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Through Christ 
Jesus our Lord. So, what happened the last two and a half, two thousand years plus since Jesus came changed the world, and His world continued changing lives. We all gonna have an opportunity to receive or deny Christ. He gives to all men. So when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, behold, see it. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The sin, not sins. The sin of the world. And what is the sin of the world? The Adam and Eve when they fell, the rejection of God, the death of the spirit of man, and Jesus take that sin away and help us to get reborn. Because that's why the world is in this situation today. It's like having a photocopy machine, copying documents, for last 2,000 years, and use exactly the same machine. So the last copies, they are very bad. So that's been happening to the world, because the sin was in the world. We're going from worse to bad, to bad, to worse, 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 worse. So they had, that's why it happened things you know, in the world. That's why Christ had to come. So we can born again and receive Christ and God's Spirit lives in us. Amen. And God's Spirit brings the change that we need to have. The convictions in the Spirit. The love and forgiveness to understand everybody. To be able to help them. That we can change this world. Who wants to change this world? To make it a better place? Everybody. That's very good. That's very good. Number 12 says, Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Can we come what? Boldly and with confidence. You don't go to God, what? Oh, forgive me for living. No? Yes. Boldly and with confidence. It's very, very important. Into God's presence. So please don't lose heart, Paul says not to us. Don't lose heart because of my trials there. I'm suffering for you, so you should be honored. You should be honored. Because for the sufferings of Paul, the sufferings of Jesus, and we died and resurrected with Jesus because we had to die in the Spirit and to live again when His Spirit moved in us and we got resurrected. Paul's, now we're going to say, it's a prayer for spiritual growth. In uh, Ephesians 3.14, when I think of all this, I fall on my knees and pray to the Father. We fall on his knees. Now maybe you can you don't want to fall on your knees now to pray, but maybe in the spirit in your heart, 
Take it with meekness. Yes. Like be on your knees in your heart. Yes. You know. I mean, in your house you can do that. Put the pillow down. I mean, if you're difficult for your body, if you have arthritis or something, and you haven't get the arthritis out of your body, maybe you can put the pillow, or you can do it in your bed, and you can pray. Pray with your heart. I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious and limited resources, he will empower you with the inner strength through his spirit. Inner strength through his spirit. He doesn't give you strength muscles. He gives you strength inner, inside of you, through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Let's remember this. Okay, we had a good time. Okay. Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So you have to grow roots in God's love. See, a tree, when it grows roots, gets stronger. It holds better. So the roots of God's love in you make you stronger because you can able to bear what is coming. And what you can face. We don't know what is coming tomorrow, but we know with Him we can face tomorrow. Tomorrow can be better than today, today. It can be better than the day before. Because we, with Him we can do anything, we can do everything, we can face everything, we can fight any enemy. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. So again, how long and how, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ through it, it great understand fully. Sorry. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully. Mm -hmm. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And power that comes from God. Now all the glory to God, who is able through his might power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. And I can say ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Yeah. See, this is a 
Paul exhorts the Ephesian church. The Ephesian church was one of the best churches, very strong at the time. But if you have time, I don't know if you have time now, I don't think it's right time now. We, you can go through the message to the church in the Revelation for Ephesus. There is some things that Jesus reprimand the church of Ephesus. So, I don't think I'm going to go through that, but he says a few words. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did first. So that's very important. You have to remember to make our love for him to not get cold. I like if you, as a Simon at home, you can go to the Revelation, is uh, read that, you know, Revelation 2, 1, 7. It is, uh, read it, it will edify you. It is, it will help you. You understand? So, hallelujah. You can find more of our free teachings on our website www.gracelife.ca And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.ca